0: TED Talks. It's kind of funny because years ago I came up with an acronym and I tried to make a Facebook site and a Twitter called TED, The Everything Dental Guy, TED Guy Talks. Anyways, today's subject is TED Talks from Insanity to Opportunity. If you want a happy story, it depends of course on where you stop your story, Orson Welles said. So I just finished reading a couple of great books one about a personal insight called the untethered soul, which I really needed as I struggled initially having started a quarantine right after the Pacific Dental Conference. So around March 11th, 12th, I was questioning myself and my life's work and my value to the world and what it really was. And my integrative health coach wife, Karen, really helped me as I cried one morning a couple of weeks ago and I was ready to quit. I couldn't handle the criticism of others despite getting a... A lot of real great feedback from real friends and from real great people. I was allowing a few people to make me feel like a real piece of shit who fucked up everything. But Karen helped me to really think about myself, uncover my securities, and she helped me realize once again that only I have the power of how I feel inside. Nobody else. Karen brought me this book and it's deep. She's my warrior queen and she makes me feel like a king. She's actually eating a muffin while I'm doing this so she can hear what I wrote about today. (laughs) You don't have to read it then. I was also reading a book from Daniel Pink recently called When and the Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing. And this insatiable mind of mine started remembering all the books I've read in the last six months, which always end up inspiring a blog. I actually see where I have to make an edit. Okay. Anyway, some inspiring reading takes you to the next level. So think of this at 550 or 554 a.m. You're dreaming and stirring a little bit and you're snuggling back under that big comfortable blanket and soft pillow with one eye open. You peer over at your loved one and count the first blessing of the day. For me, it goes something like this. Thank you, God, for this beautiful woman lying beside me. Thank you for our children. Thank you for our great-grandchildren. Thank you for my parents. Thank you for the opportunity to wake up and serve others today. Thank you for the talents you've given me and for the people in my life that keep teaching me, for those that trust me, for those that I've been able to help and will in the future. Thank you for the ability to keep learning and doing better every day. Help guide me and make me a better man. Thank you, God. So your first job of the day Mine isn't to check my phone or turn on the news. It's actually coffee. And then mostly it's a book. Letting go and control of my ego means opening my mind to what others have to say. The toughest books to read for me are often the ones I don't necessarily agree with, like a book in particular by Grant Cardone called The 10X Rule. I mean, it's not my style to jam things down people's throats until they want to puke and then go back and jam some more in. That's the way I read that book anyways. And I forgive me if I took it wrong, but that's how I see Grant Cardone and the style of selling and doing business. But I recognize that it's a skill in others. And there's something good I try to take out of everything. In every book, I try to learn something. So, Mr. Grant Cardone, I think that perseverance and confidence are incredibly important in success. I've read too many books about ego to try to let my big fucking head get in the way of learning from others and stepping aside when I know something's wrong or learning to listen to people when they tell me to shut up. Sometimes a modest approach with perseverance and confidence, it might come across as weak, but when you're listening, truly listening, I think you can learn. I think you can still get that sale as they say, but you're giving people what they want So, Mr. Grant Cardone, you probably wouldn't like me. And between the 10X rule book and Cal Newport's So Good You Can't Ignore You, So Good They Can't Ignore You, I was inspired to write the most valuable clinics. Know the secret. The blog was inspired about not thinking about competition. It's about being so good at what you do that others seek you out, having confidence and perseverance, believing in yourself, these principles are the driving force behind so many successful but mostly important happy doctors and people that I work with. I work with so many hygienists and assistants and office managers and other people that I try to show opportunity to get better at what they're doing, to learn from others. I might see a dental assistant performing a a task at an office. I ask them to teach me so I can show others how efficient and how well it works. We all learn from each other. Books like The Third Door, The Wild Quest to Uncover How the World's Most Successful People Launched Their Careers, inspired me. I read it on a plane with Karen right beside me. Author Alex Bananian... Benayan, Bananyan <laughs> dropped out of college to become a writer. He really badly wanted to interview Bill Gates and thinking that this would launch his career as a writer, but he discovered you can't just call up Bill Gates and get an interview. Nothing was as easy as it sounded, but the book is an incredible reminder of all the important people that we meet in life on our journey. People that at the moment may not seem important, yet Everybody contributes to your overall success at the end of the day. And you know what? That inspired my blog, How to Get the Best Jobs in Dentistry, is actually one of the most read blogs on Dental Town, if you follow my blogs there. And now the morning continues. Now it's an hour later, 6.57 a.m. I've read a few hundred pages, and I'm so focused, but after a couple of cups of coffee, the only focus is that direct path over to the bathroom. And then I wash and I wash and I wash. And I sing Beth in my head because I'm sick of singing the happy birthday song. It's just too passe. And now it's time to check all the messages. So I start with the work, uh, and this is in parentheses, the work for me, because work is also what I love doing. But I start with my work messages, realizing that many of my friends don't sleep well because the time on the email, on a lot of these emails, ranges from 11.37 p.m., like right after Colbert Fallon on TV to 3.32 a.m. with well-composed and structured emails about a product that's going to change dentistry forever. I'm sorry some of the things that keep you up at night, but I will respond and I'm on to my third cup of coffee. Then I go up the message hill. I start with my WhatsApp messages, then go through my Instagram messages, my Facebook Messenger messages, my LinkedIn messages, my Twitter messages. The last group is the text messages that I I usually even for last because by the time I get to them, it's getting to be between seven and eight o'clock. And then if I respond, I don't necessarily wake people up and I can start conversing. So the brain has all the information and inspiration it needs. And now it's time to get busy changing the world. And on a normal work day, I'd be going out the door, fired up and ready to go see your offices. But now I'm stuck at home. So here I am going from insanity to hopefully ingenuity. The first few days in isolation seemed like it could be done. But the progress from March 11th onward Seemed to be bad news, followed by more bad news, and followed by more bad news, and it was insane. I was getting calls and messages from friends who were upset and calling and crying. The businesses that my friends had had never had to let anybody go, and suddenly they're faced with huge financial burdens, with no relief in sight at the time. This profession that I spent my lifetime, and my daddy's lifetime too, growing up in, was suddenly shut. I was questioning every move I was making. I was posting things on Facebook and deleting them and making blogs and deleting them. And it was driving me nuts. I was questioning every single move I was making. I was trying to wake up every morning and follow a routine, but you know I didn't always get up and do my blessings. I was starting to go down a dark hole. While trying to maintain a cheery disposition culminating in a breakdown. An acoustic guitar hole filling with tears and a slow strum of the minor chords with a broken voice singing many, many songs written and inspired by the saddest times. It was down, down, down. It had to happen, though. There has to be an end before a new beginning. The clouds only hold so much rain before they dissipate and then dissipate. And let the warm sunshine flow in again. And you know what? The sun slowly melts. And I'm trying to change. I see a spelling error. <laughs> so I'm not stupid. I'm an opportunity broker. And there isn't enough time in life to hold on to the bad feelings. It seems like a normal thing, at least for me, to, that you have to go through these stages. I live with an incredible, inspiring life coach. She inspires me. And when this first happened, I was probably the most irritating guy to live with in confinement. And I think I drove Karen crazy like I am right now. Right, honey? (laughs) Yes. She has to get in on this a little bit. I was searching and researching everything related to every headline on COVID. Actually, both Karen and I were relaying headlines as fast as they were coming out about the world as it slowly caved in on itself. Since I'm very involved in business and investing, it was even harder to watch the markets collapse and lose, again, 30 to 40% of the value of our life savings. I, even, I was inspired back last October when some of the market turmoil was starting to happen. And I said, fuck you, financial planners. It's not a perfect world. You don't just go save $50 a month and get 8% return for the rest of your life and retire a millionaire when you're in your 50s. It was really disheartening at this stage of my life to have to start over again. As a protector of our little kingdom, it wasn't right for me to concern my queen with this shitty news. It was my job to get this back on track, to stay positive. So it was time to step out of the shadows and into the light. So here I am this morning. Right now it's 8.56 a.m. I'm writing. I'm discussing on my podcast, I'm inspired and I'm doing what I love to do. Just like the four circles in the image, if you're looking at my uh, written version of this, my personal journey was exactly those four circles. It was the fear zone, the learning zone, and the growth zone. How do I choose and who do I choose to be during the COVID-19 My journey is a highlight reel of this graph, acting like a victim at first and feeling sorry for myself, letting go and believing what others were saying about me, panicking, searching for all the bad news. But I went from that fear zone into the learning zone within a couple weeks. It was time to take control. I kind of didn't have a choice because my Shaw satellite receiver died For 10 days, I couldn't watch all the bad news as it rolled along every TV station. It was usually background noise in our living room, watching TV, and we had it on the news channel. You couldn't even avoid the news channel. The only way now to know what was going on, I had to actually search for it. And it's not my mojo to go looking for bad. So I stepped into the next zone, the learning zone. I stopped that which causes harm from the news, which was like eating and drinking for your mind. And Karen is huge on eating and drinking things. She, she posts something today called The Elimination Diet. And it's The Elimination Diet, first and foremost, is about removing anger and regret, worry, resentment, guilt, and blame. And then watching your health and life improve. When you have that focus to get rid of the mental shit that's going on, you actually take care of your overall health. You actually do start to eat better, to take care of yourself better. It inspires me to think and act on these feelings. Instead of looking for everything bad and giving up, it's time to do what I've always done. I'd look for the opportunity. So we're having a TED Talk, the Everything Dental Guy Talks. We can wash our hands but it's time to wash all the life shit away and get busy at what we can do to make a difference tomorrow. What got you to that point in your career? What inspires you? What's your why? A few months ago, I wrote a blog called Pivot. It had nothing to do with COVID, but everything to do with seeking opportunity in the most difficult times. It had a lot to do with some of my young dentists opening offices in the most one of the most competitive cities. It was finding ways to turn bad news into opportunities and finding your niche within a competitive business. Looking at all the companies today that are pivoting, so inspiring, and we can all do this in dentistry. I'm proud to be part of several groups of entrepreneurs involved with what people are thinking every day and what comes next. As a matter of fact, they were always, thinking about what comes next in dentistry. They were never focused on the past. This COVID thing really only brought it forward. It's only a bump in the road for what all these incredible people that I have the privilege of having in my network are already doing. These amazing and experienced people have such incredible attitudes, incredible ideas. I'm blessed to be a part of that group and get to listen and bump in a couple opinions of my own. The world, in my opinion, has never needed dentists more than right now. We have to get back to work and we have to do it quickly. Why? Because what other healthcare professions have focused so intensely on preventive care? How much focus have we had because we are a high-risk profession on infection control protocols? At times, it seems almost crazy, the high level. But because of the job and our risk factor, we've always done a good job, way beyond what other healthcare professions maybe have had to face. We've been mandated and jurist I uh, can't think of the word, but We've been told we need to do this and we've paid a lot of attention and invested and reinvested and grown and continually improved in this area. And we're one of the few professions that focuses on preventive care. Since the day I started in this business, we've been trying to put ourselves out of business. Our focus on prevention is the future for all of healthcare, for total health. Think of this. Roughly 80% of Canadians have a dentist. Approximately 85% of dentists visit a dentist within a two-year period. 85% of Canadians visit a dentist within two years. A large percentage of these people come every six months and they bring their kids and they tell their friends and mom and dad. And now with new invisible aligners, all these people who really were kind of timid about going to a dentist are going in to get some preventive maintenance so they can start on an aligner program from their own dental practitioner, from their specialist. The growth has been phenomenal and created a secondary multi-billion dollar opportunity within our business. And these people all need to start with education on their healthcare and why Before you straighten your teeth, you have to have a healthy mouth. This is opportunity. It's an opportunity to teach total health to those people who are in our chairs twice a year and bring their kids and all their families and tell their friends. How many of these people in the world work out regular and watch what they eat but have poor health because they didn't once go visit a dentist? Systemic health is very much aligned with good oral health. We know it. It's a message we've delivered for years. We now have an opportunity to educate the public about how vital this care is and how much we need to continue. Prevention, preventative maintenance, and therapeutic maintenance is the reason why the fitness industry is booming. It's why my wife Karen has such a huge following and so many people are understanding that food is medicine. It's opportunity for these well-educated, dedicated people coming to your office every few months, and it's still growing. Total health depends on dentistry. It's 8.25 a.m. Actually, it's 9.03 a.m. now. I can type about 65 words per minute. One of the best courses I took in high school, and I was also the only guy in a class of 20 in grade 10, which was a big bonus when you're a young guy in high school with a bunch of girls, but anyways... My mind worked at warp speed. My most inspired blogs come out 65 words per minute. My mind actually gets ahead of it often. Generally, it's a five to six hour process because I always have to go back and look for my research and stuff about what I write. But this is all about you, about helping use the many years of experience that I've got and this network of about 20,000 friends in this business I've made. Relying on the expertise of thousands of years of experience from my friends to uncover new opportunity. The story of dentistry. So I start this blog with a saying, if you want a happy story, it depends, of course, on where you stop this story. So let me tell you the story of dentistry as I see it. The patient arrives for their total health checkup. The exam covers systemic health, a measurement and elimination of those naughty biofilms. While keeping the good microbiomes, looking for inflammation markers, measuring periodontal pockets as a sign of overall health, working together with the entire total health team using digital dentistry to help uncover the problems or realize the benefits, an analysis of all the medications which might be affecting your saliva flow, disrupting the healthy microbiome system, tied together with the other healthcare professionals, And the coaches from these regular visits for the entire family, working together to help educate them on their diets and health. How to have an incredible immune system. How to get rid of the inflammation that's been plaguing them for years through systemic education. These patients leave motivated, understanding just how vital dentistry is to their overall health. And they're happy to come back focused on creating the most beautiful smile the world has ever seen. They don't just want to get the cavities filled. They don't have cavities anymore. We've shown them how to keep that healthy smile. The same education we've been delivering to a larger and growing database of people. Now we're going to help them have a straight and healthy and white smile, an attractive smile. So thank you, dentists. Thank you, hygienists. Thank you, assistants and all the team who makes this possible and continues to spread the word. This has been an incredible story and it's only just beginning.